Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. We are here recording on the holiday Monday for our Wednesday, September 7th uh, episode, episode number 58. And this is an exciting one. I am actually super, super pumped. Uh, It's kind of hard to believe we're already here, but it is season kickoff time. So we are going to be running through our week one prep. So if you were with us last year, we're going to be operating in a pretty similar fashion. But if you weren't with us last year, we're going to uh, tweak ourselves a little bit here from where we go from our offseason. We focus on all these different segments and fun and optimistic segments and, and game show type stuff where we're going to focus on helping you win your weeks and hopefully win your fantasy leagues as well. So um, a little bit about where we're going and then we'll send some uh, introductions and hellos to all the fellas there. So. Uh, we'll start off with kind of a, what we call it the 22 fresh quick question of the week. Um, so maybe it's a question about um, maybe some waiver wire um, additions or maybe some start sit decisions, uh, maybe some uh, quick questions about uh, trades that somebody submitted and, we, and we're going to kind of share our thoughts. So it's something just kind of get the episode going and get us talking a little bit of fantasy. Then we get into our insiders and headliners as per usual. Then we do our weekly recap. So next episode, we'll be recapping week one and then a weekly preview of uh, the upcoming week, which we'll be doing our weekly preview this week uh, for week number one. And then we're wrapping up with a brand new segment this year with a brand new addition to the podcast. Uh, Tarrington Wyonzik is going to be joining us for what we're calling Terry's betting corner. And he is going to be throwing out some of his favorite bets, maybe parlays, over-unders, all different kinds of stuff like that each week. I know Zach, this is a weight lifted off his shoulders as last year when he was trying to pick a, an upset of the week on Mondays, which is never an easy feat in itself. But uh, we're excited to have Tarrington on board and uh, excited for what he's going to bring to us towards the end of uh, each episode. So uh, before we get started here, we might as well say hello to the fellas and then uh, we'll, we'll get things started here. So uh, Zach, I will start with you. Uh, how was the weekend? And I guess, hey, it's fantasy season. Let's get things going. <laughs> Yeah, the weekend was great. Um, spent most of Saturday uh, watching some college football. Uh, one game of note that really stood out to me, uh, beside the Ohio State-Notre Dame game, obviously, uh, was the Arizona Wildcats against the San Diego State Aztecs. Um, that game featured not one but two players from Saskatoon High Schools uh, in Leaf Magnuson. Uh, playing O-line for the Wildcats, and Dan Opoko playing D-line for the Aztecs. So very cool to see not one but two boys from Saskatchewan playing uh, Power 5 D1 football. Had the had the, uh, oh, yeah. pleasure of watching both those guys play against St. Mary football, and it was an absolute bloodbath <laughs> when both of them played. So tip of the cap to both of them. That's a, that's a good little addition there, Zach. I would have uh, missed out on that, so that's a good point. I, man, I was glued to the TV Saturday. Uh, I wasn't super excited, I guess, for my USC matchup. That was kind of uh, to be expected, but that was a tough matchup for week one for your for your Irish there, Zach. That's been in the works. Like, they plan these games so far in advance. Like, 
I'm, I'm pretty confident in saying that none of the guys on either team were on the team. Like they would have been in high school when that game was planned. So it's, it's always hard. And then for the Irish transitioning in a, uh, a new head coach with a new starting, or sorry, new starting quarterback and new starting running back. It was, uh, wasn't the uh, result that we wanted, but it was kind of the result that I expected. Before we throw it over to Army or speaking of college football, do you see that two-point play from Richardson from uh, Florida? Like that oh, yeah. 360, would, oh man, that was absolutely unbelievable. I obviously Lions fan, you know, I'm in a lot of Lions group chats. So we're talking, you know, possibly going quarterback this next upcoming draft, depending on what happens. And so many guys are like, yeah, Richardson's number two quarterback in my eyes. Now he's number two based on, it's like, oh man, this, this is super early. Like, let's cool the Jets here. It's one ridiculous, like 360 play. Like, let's relax. But that play did probably make him some money, though. It was, uh, that was pretty special. That, that'll be an NFT for sure. In no time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll throw it over to Armand. Armand, uh, how was the long weekend here? I know we're getting back into work right away, but uh, enjoyed the sun. It was a warm one for sure. Yeah, it, uh, it felt like it was still summertime this weekend with how warm it was in uh, Saskatchewan. Um, went to the lake, did a day trip and did some swimming today. And uh, yeah, just uh, chilling, trying to acclimatize having two children now. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess we haven't said this in the pod yet, but last we dropped the one episode there and Armin missed out on the, the introduction part of it. But a uh, huge congratulations to Armin and his wife, Kylie, on baby number two. So that's exciting news for the 306 family. And my, my wife and I got to go over and visit for a little bit. I know I did my draft with Armin was that last week. So I got to meet Ophelia for the first time there. But my wife and we went over there yesterday for some board games and whatnot. And but she got to meet him, meet her as well too. So that's exciting times for the Schellenberg family. Oh yeah, exciting and busy and everything in between. Never a dull moment now. <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of which, so obviously my I said we went to Armin's there for a little bit to go play some board games, but it's kind of a quiet weekend. Did a little bit of refing was Raider camp, so getting back on the skates, so feet hurt a little bit, but uh, I'm excited now. For hockey season's in full swing, which also means football season's in full swing. So. No complaints. Got two drafts coming up. I got the big charity one next week, or sorry, uh, tomorrow, sorry. And then I got my final draft on Wednesday and football starts Thursday. So it's it's a good time for sure. Um, but before we get started here, we, we are going to talk about the charity league a little bit. Uh, I do want to send um, or, or maybe start the episode off on, a, on maybe a, uh, an unfortunate note. Obviously, we are a fantasy football podcast, but we are a Saskatchewan-based podcast. Uh, two of us based out of Prince Albert and then one based out of Saskatoon. And it was definitely a difficult weekend for the province of Saskatchewan this past uh, this past weekend. Um, it's definitely on the Sunday and then now the Monday as well, too. Um, so Prince Albert, we're awfully close to both these instances. But we want to send our thoughts and prayers and condolences to the families uh, and the immediate affected, as well as the first responders that had to respond to the James Smith Reserve um, stabbing incidences. Uh, obviously, the thoughts and prayers go to the families of, of the deceased and the, of those that are impacted by that by that incident. Um, and then this morning, another um, another alarm goes off for active shooters in Spiritwood, uh, and those two active shooters um, are on the move right now. So um, we don't know the full effects of that Spiritwood area um, shooting right now, but obviously we've we've accumulated quite a bit of news to do with this James Smith one. So. Uh, it is a difficult time for people in the province right now. Uh, we do like to focus on football and the positive stuff of, of life, I suppose. But uh, this is one that just, you know, there's going to be a lot of people in the province of Saskatchewan that 
are concerned or maybe a little bit scared and obviously about people that were impacted this in a, in a pretty substantial way. So we wanted to start this episode off with with uh, just sh showing our thoughts and prayers with the people of Saskatchewan at this time, especially within the James James Smith um, re reservation. So um, I, I guess anything to mention there, fellas, before we get started, it's obviously it's a difficult time, but I think it's worth mentioning for sure. No, you did a great job. Um, so transitioning obviously from uh, our thoughts and prayers and now maybe something that we're a little bit more excited about here. Uh, and that's our charity league. This is something that for you at home, uh, if you haven't listened before, we are, we're very thankful and very, very, um, I guess we're excited about the opportunity to give back to the people of Saskatchewan. Last year, we partnered up with, um, uh, my goodness, it's escaping my, uh, Kidsport and we donated all funds last season to Kidsport charity. And once again, we're partnering up with another charity of the year. And we mentioned that that is Jim Pattison Children's Hospital out of Saskatoon. Uh, so all the money we accumulate throughout this 2022 NFL season will be going to the Jim Pattison Children's Hospital. And our charity league is one of our major contributors to that, um, I guess, the accumulation funds. So uh, charity league is doing drafting tomorrow, which for us, we're recording on Monday, we'll be, we'll be drafting on Tuesday. But for you listening at home, obviously, it would have been yesterday. I just want to introduce the 14 people that will be participating within our draft. Uh, and then you'll we'll hear a little bit more about these people throughout the year. So first, uh, first and um, first and I guess uh, a tip of the cap to this individual, he won the charity league last year. So that guaranteed his spot in the charity league this year. Uh, that's Tyler Rock. Uh, Mason Hawks was the winner of our uh, draft day giveaway. Uh, so he got a free entry into the charity league this year. So Mason Hawks. Uh, Zach Hayes, um, he, then I'll give a little bit of information about Zach. He's a professional hockey player for the Vegas Golden Knights. So this is actually a really cool one. He played hockey here in Saskatchewan and then now lives in Vegas. So that's kind of a little bit of a celebrity addition to our league. Uh, we got Robbie Gates, who is a returnee. We got the NC Squared Podcast, who is a returnee. Um, we got Connor Fox, who is a, also another returnee. And then some new faces. Uh, we got Joey Carrier, Hunter Boyer, Taryn Russell, Timothy Stewart, James Halliday, Dennis Corcoran, Brady Wildman, um, and then obviously rounding up the 14th spot is yours truly, the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. So we're really excited about this one. Next episode, we might have a little bit of information about how our draft went, et cetera, but uh, I just wanted to say thank you very much to those that entered their names, and, and sorry, we obviously can't have a spot for everybody that entered. There was a, a lot of people that wanted to be a part of this league. And we're hoping that next year we can take another step forward in making this league even bigger and better and accumulate more funds to our charity coming up. So uh, I guess I'll stop talking here. It seems like I've been going on about lots of information here, but we'll get into um, our, I guess, our, our week one, uh, the 22 fresh quick question of the week. So this question um, is going to be, who is a player you are monitoring week one to be a possible huge waiver wire ad come week two. Uh, so I'll lead things off. Uh, I got two here. Um, the one I'm a little bit more serious about the other one, I think could be a little bit of a, um, he's a little bit more owned. Uh, Devin Duvernay is my first one wide receiver from Baltimore uh, Ravens. We haven't seen that huge leap from uh, Rashad Bateman yet. And there's some uh, vacated targets, obviously uh, leaving to Arizona. Uh, they're in Hollywood Brown. So I'm curious to see what shakes out to be that maybe wide receiver one or target number two in Baltimore. And Devin Duvernay is somebody that is available in 85% of leagues right now. So that's a name I'm monitoring. And that's a game I'm going to focus on a little bit. I don't know how much they'll have to pass against the Jets. Uh, but it, regardless, that's something I'm going to be monitoring for sure. 
The second name I'm throwing out is Raheem Mostert as well, who is the running back from the Miami Dolphins. Hasn't got a lot of love this offseason. He's available in 54% of uh, leagues right now. Um, and I am a huge, uh, huge component of the counterpart there, uh, Chase Edmonds. So I'm hoping that this is going to be a bust and Raheem Mostert is just going to kind of go to the wayside. Nobody's going to really focus on him. But if it doesn't go the way I hope for Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert might be the reason for that. And he might be somebody I might be trying to add on my waiver wire. Uh, Zach, who's somebody you're, want, you're going to be watching in week one to possibly make an addition? So my guy that I'm keeping an eye on is Isaiah McKenzie, uh, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Um, I think we'll all probably have our eyes on McKenzie, considering that he's playing uh, on Thursday night uh, against the Rams in prime time to kick off the season. Um, I think anytime you have, you know, Josh Allen throwing the ball and really right now that number two spot in Buffalo is up for grabs. I think this could be a situation where we see Ramsey covering digs and it's going to be up to the guys like uh, Gabe Davis, Crowder, and McKenzie to step up. So I could see a situation where McKenzie is the one that steps up and uh, kind of comes into the, uh, the spotlight. This is one uh, Zach beat me to the punch. I have this up in the dock. <laughs> my name out there. I was really loving this pick when Zach put Isaiah McKenzie in there. So I like that one a lot, Zach. And Armin, who's uh, who's some of you're watching for uh, for week one to possibly make that ad in the waiver wire? All right. First off, I want to say whoever came up with this question, it was a tough one because I had like 10 names down on my list that I was like, I could list any of these guys. Um, I narrowed it down to two guys. Um, I went wide receiver for both of them. The first one is uh, the rookie Alec Pierce out of Indianapolis. Um, he's available in 69% of uh, leagues and sleeper. And uh, yeah, so he's widely available and it looks like he's going to be the number two receiver there in Indy. So it's just a matter of uh, seeing how um, Matt Ryan's going to distribute the ball. Is he going to just pepper Pittman with targets or is Pierce going to be a viable option throughout the season as well? He's a great receiver. He's underrated um came out of the draft underrated as well but he's he's a big body and he's pretty quick um kind of that same same build and mold as as Alec as uh, Michael Pittman just uh smaller school and and uh a little less uh highlighted the other name that I put down was uh Josh Palmer from the LA Chargers now in the uh preseason here he um, separated himself in that third receiver battle that he was in even starting last year. This is his second year in the league. And I think he has all the talent in the world to be a great wide receiver in the league. He is just stuck behind two really good receivers in the chargers with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Um, but I think let's watch and see, maybe he starts getting more targets and he's worth stashing. Um, and then more of a, if an injury ever occurs in that receiving core with Mike Williams or Allen, um, Josh Palmer should be added pretty quickly there because he will, uh, he, he has the talent to be able to take on that load. If anyone goes down. I think those are all like, especially the wide receivers. Those are always the ones that wide receiver two, maybe wide receiver threes that you never really know exactly who it is. And then you watch week one and they, the puzzle pieces start going together. And that's when people kind of dive in their waiver priority or, or their fab, 
which for those of you at home is kind of like that fake money we talk about a little bit. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see that week one. We'll, we'll discuss it a little bit. Um, but for those of you who just don't know how, how our episodes drop, we drop on the Wednesdays and then those free agents go through on the Tuesday. So um, the information that we're going to be giving next week is obviously not going to be super pertinent because by that point, the, the free agency has already gone. So we're just trying to throw out some names that might benefit you a little bit ahead of time before the week one begins and then just kind of monitoring them throughout the week and then using this information that if they do have a good week, those are people that you might be wanting to go after uh, in, in, your, in your waiver wire or your, your fab as well. Uh, let's get some insiders and headliners. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I'm Ron Burgundy. A little bit slower. Uh, a couple of small things to discuss. Uh, lots of players coming back from tweaks and they're practicing for the week one, which is to be expected. Um, we're going to have, I, I would imagine, a lot of news and things to talk about uh, coming up the next week. But uh, this one, I'm going to go through these relatively quickly and, and stop me, fellas, if there's anything you feel like is needed to be added. Uh, Jalen Rieger, um, former first round draft pick of the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, is getting a fresh start to the Vikings. So, exactly, <laughs> you know, the Vikings were were trademarked with that laughing in the faces of Eagles that they never took Jefferson and then they ended up getting Jefferson after Rieger. But the Vikings have given up a 23rd, seventh round pick and a 24th, fourth round pick uh, for Jalen Rigo to get a fresh start with Minnesota. Um, our Armand, I, maybe I'll give you a second. Are you excited about this one or just kind of, you know, let's see what happens. Uh, let's just see what happens. I like the top three guys in this receiving core. He's probably four and will hardly ever see the field unless an injury happens. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. Uh, Trey Sermon, uh, who was like an absolute supposed to be a diamond in the rough last year coming out of uh, into his rookie campaign. Um, well, that has ended quite shortly and his stint in San Francisco has ended. He's been cut by the 49ers and then eventually was signed by the Eagles to the practice squad. Um, I mean, that's take that for what it's worth. We'll maybe talk about Trey Sermon later down the line with injuries, but right now there's nothing to be discussed there. I don't think uh, this one might be worth adding. Maybe I, I don't know if anybody has any comments about this one, but the chargers, uh, added recently cut uh, a running back Sony Michelle and then they cut Larry Roundtree and later signed into the practice squad but adding maybe is that a depth piece or is that their RB2 just in case like I'm I can't imagine he eats an Eckler's load at all but uh, Zach are you concerned about this no not really I think uh the only the running back that might see the most impact from this is the the rookie uh yes Miller yeah, yeah, who would be the one that would be getting, getting the most impact out of this. Um, Sony Michelle can't hold uh, Eckler's jockstrap, so let alone steal touches from him. So not a concern for me. If that's any indication, that's what our news looks like so far this week. I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky has been named the starter, week one starter for Pittsburgh Steelers, and also named a team captain. Um, that's more of just like a fluff piece. Fluff piece, I think, if you're the starting quarterback, it's pretty common that you are the captain of the football team or at least one of the captains. Um, I don't think that's any indication that they're locking in Trubisky for the season. Um, he will be the week one starter. If he struggles, they, I imagine they'll make that transition to the rookie. But uh, week one, we will see Mitchell Trubisky out there. Uh, so take that what it's for worth with your wide receivers and tight end, I guess, skill positions for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Anything's um, better than... Uh last year Ben Roethlisberger so well Deontay Johnson really relished that opportunity but we'll see <laughs> uh 
Um, Zach Ertz is day to day. So his availability, I know if you drafted him late, maybe kind of a sleeper tight end uh, in your drafts, he's day to day right now. So you might be looking to pivot because um, I mean, if he's plays, he's, he's open for a lot of opportunity, I think in that Arizona KC game, but uh, it's just as likely that he may not be available for week one. So you might be looking to pivot. Um, Texans sign tight end OJ Howard. That's not super relevant. I don't think to redraft maybe dynasty, if you want to take that shot, but that's, I don't think that's super Super important, but this one I think is worth maybe a little bit of discussion if you're in a super flex league or if maybe this is somebody that you're going after late for your quarterback uh, if you missed out on the, uh, the handful early ones. But Matthew Stafford, the report says they could be dealing with this elbow as a year-long issue. They took care of it in the preseason. I know we had a little bit of it last year, but now they're saying that it could be something that could be lingering. So is it something that we should be worried about with Matthew Stafford and obviously the auxiliary pieces of Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson and um, et cetera, et cetera, or, you know, status quo until we see otherwise. Armin, you want to take this one? Um, I mean, you should watch it, but they've been saying that it should be a non-issue and, you know, it might impact them a little bit, but, uh, I don't think it'll be a huge impact throughout the season. I think if you are drafting him as like your quarterback too early and like super flexes, I think I'd be a little bit hesitant, maybe making a pivot if you haven't drafted yet. But obviously if you drafted him already, you're, you're, you knew this going in. It's just kind of, it's just been, these reports keep coming up over and over. Right. That's, I think that's all I got for insiders and headlines. Anything you guys want to add here before we get into our weekly preview? No, uh, after last week where there was a lot of news to share with the cuts and whatnot, this week was a little bit slower, so I think we're good to go. Right on. Um, before we get started here, I just want to remind everybody at home, uh, just because we are transitioning into our new in-season mode and not our off-season mode, doesn't mean we're transitioning away from 22 Fresh. Obviously, they are our 22 Fresh quick question of the week. Major sponsor, but they're still our major sponsor of the podcast in general. I know I was over at Armin's house the other day, and I was wearing my big comfy 22 Fresh hoodie. Uh, I was sitting there and, you know, I, I got it nice, a little bit, a little bit oversized. So it's my baggy relaxing hoodie. Uh, and I can't be, I couldn't be happier with that. You know, last episode, Zach and I were talking about uh, some of the new styles have come out here for the fall collection. And man, there's one, I was at sports, um, I was at the sports store here in Prince Albert the other day. And there was one that Zach was talking about and it was just sitting there right on the shelf. I was like, oh boy, I should just go get it. But that'd have been a mistake because if I go online and use 306 FFB 15, you get 15% off on your purchase. So it would have been an absolute mistake paying full price for that one when I could have easily got 15% off because our partnership here at 306 Fantasy Football Podcast with 22 Fresh benefits you at home as well. So when you're shopping 22 Fresh, make sure you use that promo code 306FFB15 for 15% off your checkout on 22fresh.com. Our, our partnership helps you at home. And thank you very much for 22 Fresh being a major sponsor of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, weekly preview, week number one. Uh, we're continuing with this trend here. It's one of my favorites because I think it, it helped me quite a bit at home. I know lots of people on, on, that listen to podcasts. And you know, actually, if I got stuck in this predicament, it helped me quite a bit. So this is Armin's full stream ahead, where if you are looking to stream the position for the quarterbacks, here is where you need to listen to. Armin, let's hear your full stream ahead for the week number one. All right. So week number one, no buys to worry about. So 
Um, not, not a huge issue for needing to stream, but maybe you got Matthew Stafford as your, your QB one or something. Um, I'm going with Tua for, for, uh, week number one here against the new England Patriots. Um, he's available in just over 30% of leagues and sleeper. So he's pretty widely available yet actually. Um, for being a starting QB with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle as his weapons. Um, so, um, and he's only ranked as uh, in, in the projections for the season as the 17th um, QB for, for points projected for the season. Um, but, you know, that could change in a real hurry if he shows on the football field that he has um, chemistry with uh, Tyreek Hill to go along with that chemistry that he showed with waddle last year and he could really explode and and be a be a sleeper for the season and a guy if you stream in week one and maybe you could end up just playing him all season talk about a potential waiver wire addition in week one if he booms you know with the new weapons with like zach's been high on waddle it's been talked about him as a my guy obviously tyreek hills in town and we've seen what tyreek and mahomes been able to do uh with he's also got a pretty good running back that's a receiving back like we can see these things he's got the pieces it's just does he have the skills to put the pieces together and if he does he could be one of those immediate week or week one waiver wire going into week two additions that could help your team year long like Armin's talking about so this is one I I almost wanted to put in there in our in our quick question that was like something I'm watching um and obviously he's a Tyreek owner I'll be watching two of them so we'll see um so get ahead of that waiver wire and Adam now People. Exactly. Hopefully it can dust uh, the Patriots and Zach's a little bitter coming into uh, <laughs> number two. Um, okay, perfect. Armin's got the stream ahead. Uh, now we're going to be going into um, same thing. If you haven't been with us before, we have our starts of the week and then we have our sits of the week. So guys that are kind of in that bubble zone where you're like, mm, should I start them? Should I start? We're not going to talk about should you or should you not start CMC? That's just a no brainer. You draft the first <laughs> round, you start CMC. These are the guys that are kind of in that bubble zone. That's like, ah, what do I do? Uh, so we'll start this one off with Zach and we'll hear his start of the week. So building on what uh, Armin just said, my start of the week is Jalen Waddle. Uh, chances are, if you picked him in your draft, you're probably going to start him anyways. Um, but I am both excited and anxious to see what Waddle can do this week against the Pats. Um, in the past, when the Pats have played the Chiefs, <clears throat> They've used cornerback Jonathan Jones and a free safety to bracket Tyreek Hill, and they've had great success doing that um, when he was with the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill, that is, with the Chiefs. Um, and usually that meant the second receiver in Casey's offense was the one that went off. And if the Pats go with a similar strategy uh, this week, I would imagine Waddle will have uh, – quite a bit of success against the Pats secondary um, unless they go to a more zone look in which case um, that would be something that I haven't seen against uh, Tyreek Hill but I would feel pretty confident I think starting Jalen Waddle this week against the Pats. Yeah I like it a lot and that's if he comes out to a huge week one, that's just a tip of the cap for my guys there, Zach. He's just the rocket ship to the moon, I think, Jalen Waddle week one. So, uh, Armin, do you want to talk about uh, your start of the week? Yeah, my start of the week, I am picking him and telling people to kind of 
um, not be too worried about the return of James Robinson and still start Travis Etienne if you are at all concerned about it. Um, he, I'm excited to see what he can do on the NFL field finally, but he was a top-rated um, prospect last year. Just ended up getting unlucky with an injury, but he's back. He's fully healthy, and he should be involved in all facets of the game for Jacksonville here. And he's with his old uh, college um, QB as well. And James Robinson, they said he may may be ready to play week one. Well, you know what that means? That if he does play, he's probably not going to be carrying the workload, especially with Etienne there, if you're at all worried about Robinson eating away from from Etienne's uh, workload. So um, start Etienne. He's going to be more explosive, um, and he he should see the majority of the carries, I think, even if Robinson is back, just because you got to ease a guy back into it, especially if it's questionable whether or not he's going to play. And at this time last year, if we're talking about Washington's defense, I think we were all pretty concerned um, if you were running back against that team. And we, I know Arm and I both picked Washington to win the division last year because of how strong their defense was. But there was a lot of holes in that defense throughout the year. So I don't think that's necessarily defense I'm as concerned about as in, as in moments past. Well, and even if that run defense turns back into what it was two years ago, um, Etienne should be involved in the passing game as well. So Absolutely. it he should still be able to make an impact whether or not it's a good run defense. I totally agree. Um, my start of the week is a bit of a gutsy one, especially usually when you're drafting um, the, the first nine players you draft are probably the first ones you're going to throw into your lineup in week one. Uh, but maybe you drafted somebody that was injured or somebody that has a really, really tough matchup and you just can't, can't quite figure out who you want. I think you can get a pretty good start out of Rondale Moore or AJ Green. I put or because Rondell Moore was dealing with a little bit of an injury coming into this week. He's been practicing. If he starts, I'm throwing him into my lineup immediately, especially in a lot of DFSs. I'm putting him in my lineup because I think he can win you a lot of money week one. They're playing against the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Kansas City Chiefs put up points. We haven't seen them this year, obviously, uh, with losing their. We've talked about it all offseason. They lost so many pieces to the puzzle. Uh, but the, if Arizona is going to want to keep up in this game, they're going to have to put up points. And I'm going through the lineup. I just talked about Zach Ertz, his day-to-day might not play. Well, if he doesn't play, Trey McBride is stepping into that position as a rookie game one tight end. It's not going to happen. Uh, then we have A.J. Green, like I mentioned. And then we have Marquise Brown, who's dealt with injury and his own offseason issues. And then he's transitioning to a new team. So maybe we see a big game out of him. Regardless, you still want to see the auxiliary pieces because if it's going to be a shootout, you want all the pieces. Uh, then after that, we have Andy Isabella, Gross, uh, Greg Dorch. Don't even know who that is. And then we'll <laughs> Moore and A.J. Green. So that's what you're sitting with the Arizona offense. James Conner, like he's not going to catch 70 passes, you know, like he's, he's not going to get 70 targets. Like we got to get guys that are going to get the ball in their hand and you have to keep up. They're not going to be able to ground and pound against Kansas City. They're going to have to score frequent and often. I think Rondale's a guy that can get the ball out of the backfield. He can run those quick hits. He can run the, the screens, and he can also get downfield. Uh, I'm looking at that. I think that's a pretty sneaky little start for week number one against a really, really good offense. So, um, But obviously, if Rondale doesn't play, A.J. Green is a little bit more of a greasy one. It's just out of complete necessity. But if, like I said, if you're grasping at straws in your week number one, those are names that you might be able to uh, turn towards. All right, now the sits of the week here. So we'll each add one of our sits. 
somebody that we're kind of, you know, a little bit hesitant on, maybe their matchups, uh, injuries for whatever reason it might be. Um, we, especially week one, it's a little bit more of the difficult ones, but as we progress into the later weeks, um, these are the ones that we help you that give a little bit more guts. And I know that come the playoff stretches, we all gave some pretty spicy ones that actually did help out quite a bit. If you were in your fantasy, you know, playoffs or, or making it down the stretch, we had some pretty big gutsy calls that paid off in a big way. So uh, this one I think has come to help fantasy managers big time down the stretch. So we're, we're going to continue on with that segment as well here. So let's hear Zach's set of the week. So this is kind of like a two, a two parter. Um, I am sitting Cam Akers uh, running back for the Buffalo Bills, sorry, against the Buffalo Bills. Um, the reason being uh, it's his first game coming off of an injury uh, that prevented him from playing all of last season, only coming back for the, the playoff push. Um, also, there is the, the the Henderson factor where you have to consider um, his workload as well. And then lastly, I think this game has the potential to be a absolute barn burner uh, track meet where points are going to have to be scored on every possession. And I think the, the Rams will be looking to score through the air more so than on the ground. So I would be considering sitting Cam Akers. Especially with his injury, kind of how he progressed into the, uh, from the off season there. It's, it's concerning for sure. Um, I, I totally agree with you on this one, Zach. I, I like this call a lot. Uh, Armin, who's your sit of the week? Uh, first, I want to preface this by saying that I really wanted to put Zeke down as my sit of the week because he's played against Tampa Bay, and I, I, I don't think he's uh, going to be as good this season. But if you spend the draft capital on Zeke, I think you just got to play him. Um, yeah, but, you got to wait and see on that one. That's a tough sit call in week one. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not going to do that one. I'm just going to judge you for drafting Zeke this year. Um, uh, my sit- maybe, I'll, maybe I'll take him in our draft here tomorrow, Armand. Then you'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> My sit of the week is uh, Mike Davis. Um, you know, it, it seems weird that uh, people might be starting him, but J.K. Dobbins is still questionable, right? He might not actually play in this game. Um, and if he doesn't, you might be tempted to start Mike Davis because it's the New York Jets. That's Baltimore's run game, and he should be able to put up points. But we saw last year that um, with old running backs in that Baltimore offense, they weren't very efficient. Uh, Mike Davis wasn't very efficient last year either, really ever in his career. Even that Carolina season, he wasn't that efficient. Um, so I, he's just not a great running back and I don't think he's going to put up the points that you think he's going to put up playing against the New York Jets. I think you can find better streaming options for your uh, backfield. If you're in that pickle. I'm, I'm in a similar boat as uh, Armin here with my set of the week. It, it happens to be a similar philosophy as Armin. And then uh, in the same game that Zach had mentioned, but I, I'm sitting Devin Singletary running back from the Buffalo Bills uh, they're playing against a very stout defense of the Los Angeles Rams. And Zach mentioned the same thing. I think this game could be a shootout uh, with obviously two pretty good quarterbacks and two high-powered offenses. Uh, Josh Allen, I think right now, is the leading candidate for MVP of the season. So uh, I think they're going to rely on him to throw the ball a lot like they did last season, but also getting it done on the ground with his legs. 
Um, they have a three-headed monster right now between um, Zach Moss, Singletary himself, and then the rookie, um, names escaping me here, catching back. Cook. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, James Cook. So if any running back in the situation I'd be leaning towards, maybe James Cook just because of his ability to catch the ball on those third downs. And I think they're going to have to get the ball moving against that Rams defense. Um, the only way Singletary is going to pay off is if you're betting on him to get a touchdown and there's not even a guarantee that he is going to be the goal line back because there's been a lot of buzz about Moss right now. So that would be a really sketchy pick. I mean, it could be a high boom pick for you to take in your drafts that might pay out later in seasons because it is a lower ADP draft pick. But that's not somebody I'm looking to throw into my lineup in week one, just because of we've got to see how that backfield plays out. And in week one against one of the best run defense in the NFL isn't the week to try and figure that one out. So I'm going to be putting Singletary on my bench. All right. So unfortunately, Terry was unable to join us this episode of just getting backed up with work. It's just a busy time of year for him, but he did send us in his picks of the week and hopefully we'll be able to introduce you all to Terry next week. But uh, Terry did give us a little bit of information here for everybody that's getting ready to bet uh, this upcoming week for Terry's betting corner. Uh, the first one he wanted to mention was the Rams bills over 52. Uh, so he mentioned with no white in the secondary for the bills, Josh Allen and as well as Josh Allen looking to come out with a bang after a tough exit last year. He's expecting lots of points between two pretty high powered offenses. So he's looking to take the over in the uh, opening night game. And it's always fun to put a little bit of money on the, on the first, first game of the year. So uh, the other one too is Allen Robinson on the over of 63 receiving yards. Um, Allen Robinson joining a new team here uh, with Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams did come off of a tough season last year, but uh, he's expecting lots of points and Cup will get uh, get his with two handfuls of targets. Uh, Robinson will get a good look with the young secondary starting for Buffalo as well too. So uh, kind of a double down there in the Thursday night football game, as well as a six-point teaser between San Francisco and the New Orleans Saints. Uh, you mentioned that he's got a heavy fade on Chicago and Atlanta to start off the season. So he's looking at San Francisco and New Orleans in that six-point teaser. Uh, so those are three of his favorite bets here in week one. Like I mentioned, Terry does send his regrets on being able to be here for the week number one. But he hopes that you guys are going to hit the over, especially in Thursday night football, and get a little bit of a payday. And uh, we'll hopefully be seeing Terry soon in week number two. So that will do it for Terry's betting corner of this episode. All right, that's going to do it here for uh, this episode of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast, episode number 58. Um, I don't know, I'll throw it around the horn here for everybody to kind of maybe mention something, but I'm excited for the kickoff. They couldn't have picked a more perfect Thursday night game, so I think this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, but I'm excited. Two more drafts ahead of me, and then I'm going to be gluing my butt down to the TV to be watching some football for the next seemingly three and a half months here. But uh, I'm excited. I don't know if there's anything you guys want to mention to everybody else as football season comes around or, or whatever whatever final remarks you have. Uh, Armin, you want to go first? Yeah, you know, I'm excited just like Jordan for the kickoff of the NFL season. It feels like we've been waiting forever for this one, especially with the preseason being done two weeks ago. Um, I'm sad to say that I don't have any Rams or Bills on my fantasy teams yet this year, even though those two teams are fantasy gold usually. Um, so I have one more draft coming up uh, tomorrow, and I might be uh, just drafting Rams and Bills so I have some fantasy uh, action on uh, on the first game of the year. Do a Thursday night DFS, Armin. 
Yeah, I'll do that as well. Millie Maker. <laughs> closing remarks. Uh, exciting time of the year. Uh, not only for fantasy football, but with the NFL starting as well. Uh, but this upcoming week is the week one of the triple SAD football season. So uh, an exciting time for, for coaches and for players. And, and hopefully this year it's, you know, as close to pre COVID as it, you know, as it can be uh, taking into consider consideration, all the safety involved, but uh, looking forward to a, a, a more normal football season than we've had in the past couple seasons. Yeah, good luck, Armin. I think this Canadian Tire Cup for you guys week one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but this week we have an exhibition yet, and then the week after we uh, start our regular season. Well, then disregard. I'll, I'll wish you luck next week. Before <laughs> uh, wrap it up here, fellas, I was think, just thinking here on the spot, you guys want to maybe put down a little wheel wager here on our opening weeks. I know, Zach, your, your Patriots got a tough matchup against the Bills. Armin, your you guys are what's the Packers is All what running. I got. And then my, my Lions got uh, Jalen Hurts and the uh, Eagles. So it may be a tough one for all of us. You guys want to put down a wager wheel here? So what, the loser just spins? And if all three of us lose, we all spin? Is that how that works? Well, yeah, we'll like odd man out to see who has to spin it, I guess. Or we can do like which Odd man out. So if my team wins and you both lose, I have to spin? No, no, no. If we all, like if all three lose. Oh, okay, okay. And then if it's only two of us, we can rock, paper, scissors or something like that. Only one person has to spin the wheel. Okay. So, I mean, if, if, if my lines are the only losers, which Lord help us here. Um, I've been excited here from uh, HBO specials, but it's going to be a tough contest here in week one. But you, are you guys game for that or what? Let's let's put a little wager on our opening week. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm pretty confident in the in the Vikings for this one. I know it's like Packers, hot, but that uh, might be a hot take in itself. Arm, we left those hot takes in the off season there. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do it for episode 58 uh thank you very much for listening at home uh on behalf of zach Armin and myself and the 306 fantasy football podcast as well as 22 fresh uh, we'd like to thank you for listening at home good luck if you have drafts remaining uh and good luck in your week one start that league off with a big w and an undefeated season thank you very much for listening and uh let's talk soon